0: welcome to the why so salty podcast I'm your host Megan Townsend currently recording live from Olympia Washington today on why so salty we're going to be jumping feet first into one of the saltiest things on earth that's right salties today we are talking about the ocean of the total amount of water on Earth, 97% is in the oceans, and the oceans take up 70% of the Earth's surface. That means that humans are vastly outnumbered to water molecules. Anyone who has ever had the misfortune of opening their mouth, fish can replenish their populations. According to the World Wildlife Organization, the number of overfished stocks globally has tripled in the last 50 years. Today, one-third of the world's fisheries are being pushed beyond their biological limits, or eyes while frolicking in the ocean are aware that the ocean is fairly salty. Even though the ocean tastes like 50% water, 50% salt, the ocean's salinity, or saltiness, is measured in parts per thousand instead of the normal percentage, which is out of a hundred. This is because salt concentration in the ocean is actually such a small component when compared to the volume of the water. For those of you that may not be familiar with the term, overfishing is when the amount of fish caught by commercial fishing vessels is faster than the rate at which So why are we so salty about the salty ocean? One word, overfishing. Overfishing is damaging to marine ecosystems for three main reasons. Number one, depletion of various fish populations will damage marine ecosystems by allowing overpredation or starvation at different trophic levels. Number two, billions of people rely on fish as their main food source for protein, and millions of people rely on fishing as their livelihood. And number three, bycatch, which is the capture of unintentional sea life while fishing, is needlessly killing millions of sea life every year. Sea life such as dolphins, sharks, whales, sea turtles, and seabirds, many of which are already endangered. Overfishing is often driven by greed and the desire to maximize profit, with little regard to the legality, inequality, or marine life health. The mere idea that these... Just one example of a threatened ecosystem are the coastal fish stocks in East Africa. In a study published on the website Science News in February of 2020... Researchers found that the coral reefs in Kenya, Tanzania, and Mozambique have discovered that fish populations are plummeting due to overfishing, which in turn can cause why commercial fishing vessels are not paying attention to the overfished areas is comical because they're damaging the very ecosystems that they are trying to squeeze every ounce of profit from. It's spread food insecurity for a huge region. While there are some global regulations for fish stocks around the world, what researchers found was that fish stocks with marine parks in distant or turbulent ocean areas were found to have healthy levels, meanwhile, coastal areas open to fishing, which means less regulation, were very overfished and at very unhealthy levels. Researchers also In resolution for this issue and situations like it, scientists suggest that there needs to be more recognition for the need to rebuild fish stocks to ensure that they are providing maximum possible catch affect the biodiversity of fish and reef ecology, meaning that the number of fish found that low fish stocks species rapidly decline, which in turn affects the long-term recovery and potential to produce food in those overfished areas. The issue of overfishing was recently brought into the public eye in a top 10 Netflix documentary called Sea Spiracy from British filmmaker Ali Tabrizi. In the documentary, he discussed the effects of commercial overfishing, the health of the fish caught in unsustainable global fisheries, and the fact that bycatch of large fishing vessels essentially ensures that our, quote, dolphin-safe tuna and other fish are inaccurately labeled because this cannot be regulated or documented correctly. While the documentary was largely correct in its research, there has been some backlash from marine ecologists and fishery biologists saying that not all of the claims in the documentary were true. One of these scientists, Dr. Bryce Stewart, claimed that the largest complaint was the inaccurate statement that unsustainable fisheries do not exist. Stewart argues that sustainable fisheries can and do exist. He is quoted saying that in an assessment done by the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization, It was calculated that almost two-thirds of fish stocks were being harvested sustainably. He did, however, admit that there are problems in the fishing industry, including the fact that approximately 34% are overfished, and that this proportion has grown significantly from the only 10% that was overfished back in 1990. Dr. Stewart also agreed that the documentary, Seaspiracy, was correct in highlighting that overfishing is the biggest current threat to marine biodiversity and said that the scientific evidence for this is very strong. It is, however, not the only threat to the ocean. In a poignant statement, Stewart said, overfishing also interacts with many other threats to the ocean, such as climate change, ocean acidification, and pollution. All of these threats need to be tackled simultaneously and it is ineffective to treat them in isolation. While this statement is well worded and accurate, the principles brought up in Seaspiracy do anticipate that addressing the issue of overfishing would cause a chain reaction in fixing all the other threats to the ocean. Ocean acidification is caused by human interaction with the ocean and not enough marine plant and coral reefs to cycle carbon dioxide in the ocean. This causes increased levels of carbon dioxide in the ocean, which then affects the pH, salinity, and temperature of the ocean when marine plants are not able to actively photosynthesize and perform its natural function. Because commercial fishing causes almost 50% of ocean pollution, effectively policing fishing vessels would cut down immensely on trash and pollution in the ocean from commercial fishing vessels of being a carbon sink. The ocean is the largest and most effective carbon sink in the world, thousands of times more effective than the Amazon rainforest even. If the ocean recovered enough to perform its natural function of consuming carbon dioxide and producing oxygen, this would counteract many of the negative effects of climate change caused by excessive greenhouse gases being trapped in the Earth's atmosphere. Therefore, ocean acidification would normalize if marine habitats were not constantly being plundered by the commercial fishing industry, which would help with the threats of climate change as well. In a study published in June 2019 by the United States National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, Researchers suggested that the conservation and marine scientists should be focusing on the whole ecosystem of the ocean rather than on individual populations of fish and other marine life affected by overfishing. To do this, the article suggests that scientists should also propose an international standard for the tracking status of overfishing in global fisheries. Of the 64 marine ecosystems that they researched, they found that fisheries in the tropics, especially in Southeast Asia, had the highest proportion of ecosystem overfishing. The issue that arises many times in the discussion of overfishing is that scientists are constantly having to prove that overfishing is in fact happening, instead of being able to focus on solutions to fix the overfishing problem. Creating a tracking system standard of all fisheries globally would eliminate a lot of this debate and allow for the focus to be on the resolutions. A collapse of the ocean's ecosystem in any trophic level will obviously be catastrophic to the ocean's environment, but it will also affect humans and other land-dwelling species due to the depletion of fish to consume. Perhaps even more importantly, it will continue to limit the ocean's performance of being a carbon sink, which will then increase greenhouse gases caught in the atmosphere and continue the cycle of global warming. We're coming to the close of our podcast, so it's time for our salty summary. Ultimately, the issue of overfishing is a huge threat to the entire ocean's ecosystem, from primary producers like algae to the ocean's top predators like sharks. Now, while what we've been talking about today is bleak, there is some hope of restoring the ocean's fish and marine life populations back to sustainable levels. Now, the point of this podcast is to bring up issues to be salty about and explain why we should care and be passionate about those things. But anger and information dispersal are not helpful without action and response. Some things that you can do to lessen the impact of overfishing are, number one, to stop eating fish. As discussed, there is no guarantee that our tuna is, quote, dolphin free or any other form of bycatch free. By buying fish from the grocery store or restaurants where we do not know where the fish was sourced, we are supporting a commercial fishing industry that in many places is destroying the ocean's ecosystem. If you do eat fish, catch it yourself or buy fish from a locally caught area to hopefully be contributing to only sustainably caught fish. And number two, Continue to educate yourself on sustainable practices and new sustainable products to use in your daily life by following ocean and marine life conservation accounts on social media. Reducing your own personal waste will always be important for the survival of our oceans, even if our trash impact is much smaller in comparison to the commercial fishing industry. Thank you for listening. Stay salty out there.